Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, mi gente. I recently had the opportunity to emcee this year's La Cosecha Grand Tasting for the Mexican-American Vintners Association, also known as MAVA, in Sonoma County and home of the collective where Aldina Vineyards has their tasting room. Now, before I share the interviews from that day, I'd like to share a little of my history with MAVA. Because a few months after I started the podcast, I started thinking that there had to be Latine-owned wine brands that I wasn't seeing in the retail spaces that I was buying my wine in. And in my search, I came across Mava and instantly knew I had to reach out. When the president of Mava finally reached out back to me, uh, with the, let me just say, with the insistence of his wife, Angelica, Guillermo was instantly welcoming and open to hearing my ideas. A couple of months later, me and my pup Q, we headed on a three-week road trip with two-day stop in Napa, where I got to meet and have dinner not only with Guillermo and Angelica Verencia del Valle, but Miriam and Juan of Ondrama Cellars and Lola and Oscar of Yamas Family Wines. Now, here I was trying to see how I could work with them, yet they were the ones who took me out to dinner and literally spoiled me with their wines. And me had to have to say that dinner changed everything. I knew from that moment on, I had a responsibility to make sure people knew the stories behind the wine and that there were so many Latine on wine brands, which obviously ended eventually led me to creating the very first comprehensive directory of Latine on wine brands based in the United States. And since that moment, I have tried to ensure that I was working towards that promise of amplifying these vintners. And they have been so amazing to welcome me into this community, into this fold. So to say that it was an honor to emcee this event would truly be an understatement. If you've ever been tempted to purchase these wines, this is your sign. Do it. And Enjoy these mini interviews with many of the Mava Vintners from La Cosecha Grand Tasting. Okay, mi gente, I am here with Manuel Rios with Rios Wines. How are you, Manuel? Doing good. How are you? I am well. So, how many years have you participated in La Cosecha? Uh, this is our third, I believe. Okay, and it's the best one because I am seed, right? You're right. It is. <laughs> you're, you're correct. What is the thing that you look forward to most when you're here? 
just meeting new people, you know, seeing uh, people I met in other places to other events. Because usually some people we only see them at these events, so that's that's kind of neat. What wine did you bring today? I brought our 16 Stags Leap Cab and our 17 Stags Leap Cab and our Sauvignon Blanc. And what's the difference between the 16 and the 17 Stags Leap Cab? Two, uh, 16 was a different growing year. Uh, 17 was very hot early. And uh, so it's a 17 is a little bigger wine than 16, but they're both very good. And how do you think this year is going to be? This year is going to be rough because harvest is at least a month late. And, you know, hopefully it won't rain, but it's going to be very, very late. And we'll see. Why did you join Mava? What makes Mava like the thing for you? Well, we joined because uh, it gives us an opportunity to take our wines into places that otherwise we wouldn't know about or, or know how to get them in there. And, you know, because Mava has events like this one, which I think uh, do a lot to bring, you know, all the Mexican-American uh, winemakers to the forefront so people know we're there. You know, I think as we grow, it's going to be a really good association. What is one thing that you want people to know about Rios wines more than anything else? That um, I'm always, uh, you know, striving to make the best, highest quality wines I can. And I put a lot of time and effort into making these wines, and I hope some people enjoy them. And how can people find you? We have a website, or, uh, you know, they can come to... Napa, St. Lena, and look us up. And um, and they can find you on our wine guide on the winechismepodcast.com. Yeah, they can. You're right. <laughs> you See, I was nervous. I couldn't think. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And we got to get your story on the Wine and Chisme podcast. We'll have to do that. Yes. Okay. Mi gente, I am here with the most amazing, wonderful, generous Lydia Maldonado of Maldonado Vineyards. How are you, Lydia? I'm good, thank you. Thank I, you so much. I am so excited to like, well, we haven't done our sit down, sit down, but at least we're doing this because I swear it's just every time it's like craziness surrounds you. All the time, everybody wants a piece of Lydia. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I tend to be a little busy, but, but no, it's not, it's not that bad. Uh, but I too am glad that we're finally having a moment just to talk, just you and I. I know. So how many years have you been part of La Cosecha and part of Mava? So part of Mava from day one, since uh, we were part of that original group that met in Morelia, Michoacán, which I think you've heard the story, and we were there. And so we've been part of Mava from the day it started part of the La Cosecha events from the very first event. The inaugural event that introduced Mava to the world was actually held at Maldonado. And so that was a long time ago. And um, you've been there. You've yes. been to our place. So it's a, a couple times yeah. now. So it's a small, cozy place. So much smaller event. But but that's where we first gathered as you know fellow winemakers and opened up the doors to the public to come and meet us and try our wines and taste our foods. and. Yeah, so it's been a, it's been a long time. It's that is so cool. Okay, so your daughter let us know something about the wine cave. So before I had ever gone into a wine cave, I think I thought it was totally different than what it 
actually is, right? Because it is, a, it is a cave, but it, you think of like a cave that a bear would go in, or I don't know, I, like I just think, but it's, it, your guys is so beautiful, but it's a man-made cave. Oh, definitely man-made. Um, you know, when we started, it, it's all of us here, I think, and, and you've talked to many of us, none of us here inherited anything. Most of us have started from the bottom, you know, bootstraps kind of thing. And that was our, our story too. We were able to start making wine because my father-in-law purchased a very small piece of property on the southern end of Napa. So having grapes gave my husband, you know, an easy way to make wine. He didn't have to go out and seek grapes anywhere else or purchase. He had his dad's grapes. Once he had his dad's grapes and started making wine, we custom crushed for years. And as the project started to grow, we needed a place of our own. Again, there was nobody to turn to. We couldn't really get loans um, easily. We didn't have any way but to you know, invest sweat equity into everything we did. So we found a property that was within our price range that already had a permit on it for a wine cave. And after researching a little bit and finding out how much a mining company wanted to just move this dirt out, out of that hill, we said, no way. My husband started researching. He said, you know, I can do this myself. I've, you know, worked in vineyard, driven tractors, moved machines. I can do this. And he did. He, he totally did it himself. It's that is so cool. I feel so honored I got to go to your spring release. Yeah. And then I got to go there last week. I got to see you today. I feel like <laughs> it's really been like Maldonado. Like the universe is like, girl, yeah. better get it together and get with Maldonado. Better get with Lydia. That's right. What makes being part of Mava so special? Oh, my goodness. You know, I... <laughs> I am Mava. We, a couple of my friends here, we love to say that. Mava is, is all about the hard work that really started in the vineyards with the farm workers. And what makes it so special is that most of us are the next generation, the children of farm workers. And this is how far our parents' sacrifices have allowed us to go. And so you met my daughter, and, and so I'm, I'm hoping that she goes further and she does more. You know, even if it's not in winemaking, whatever it's in. But um, Mava is special to me because we all have that same story. We have those parents that left the comfort of their countries, their homes, their families, and allowed us to, to live a life of, you know, whining and dining. I mean, come on. <laughs> Lots of work. But as you can see, a lot of wonderful social parts of wine that, that I just love. I know people are like, oh, I should have started. I'm like, I still work hard just to make sure that I can get you guys and so I can support you guys and so I can support other people. And, you know, I think that what you guys are doing is so, so special. I mean, I think I told you I come from, my grandpa used to um, work in the, like, citrus fields and stuff and supervise those citrus fields. So I come from a family history of farm workers. Yes. Um, not grapes, but other uh, things, like I said, citrus and avocados. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... I think what you guys are doing is so special and the fact that you guys donate to colleges to give these other Latino kids an opportunity to be able to do what they love is such a huge thing. Yes, I, I you know, I, I hope to be an example, you know, starting with my daughter but extending to everybody around me, an example of the fact that hard work um, can, can get you places, can get things done, can get you to doing things that you love um, and, and that part of the, the 
hard work that just comes from watching our parents you know we we had it so so much I don't know if it was easy but different than they did you know they, a lot of our my parents didn't finish high school let alone college you know and and here I am I just dropped off my 18 year old off at college yesterday and I'm so so excited for for my kids there's just so much that, that has come of our parents leaving their countries, you know? I feel like it, we have to take full advantage, and that's a thing, right? That we all feel that way, but, but and that's what we're trying to do here, and I, I think it shows, I hope it shows. Oh, absolutely. So how can people find Maldonado Vineyards? Oh, just go on the web, you know, maldonadovineyards.com. Um, call me, uh, you know, I-, I Tell him that the wine, tell her that the wine and cheese sent you. That's right. Please do. Please do. But uh, I'd love to host anybody and everybody. And I just, you know, sit down and talk to whoever wants to talk about wine or business or whatever it is. Um, I'm here for that. Well, it shows. It shows that you enjoy hosting people, that you take pride in what you do. And we're going to expand on your story because you're coming on the podcast. But thank you, Lydia, so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Well, my next guest is no stranger <laughs> to the Wine and Cheese May podcast because everybody knows who you are now, Chris. Man, you're fortunately, famous. Fortunately, uh, yeah, Instagram famous. We all know what that kind of means, but uh, <laughs> thank you. I always love the support that I get from you and your community. I appreciate it. I mean, well, you have good wines too, so. That helps. That helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So this is your first La Cosecha. This is the first time as a member of MAVA, right? 100%. I joined MAVA maybe about two months ago, so... It's an organization, obviously, I've always known, but um, now uh, being part of that push for Latinos to support each other, so today's a perfect night. A bunch of folks, Raza, having a good time, good food and good wine. I mean, que mas quieres, you know? And having me as an MC can't, that, like, obviously push it over the edge. I mean, it's almost too good. It's almost too good, really. <laughs> so what does it mean to you being part of MAVA now? I think the idea is that it originally started as like a marketing arm. The idea is to together all, all ships rise, right? So I just want to be a part of that. I have kind of a unique style of what I'm doing wine-wise, decoration-wise, uh, how I market and how I go about it. So I'm trying to bring some of that to other people and then see what I can learn from them. So I'm trying to give some, some benefit and then get some benefit too. So and this is the perfect place to do it. Didn't you come out with something? You, I saw a... I saw a bottle uh-huh. that I don't have. <laughs> Fair enough. That's right. That's right. Um, you're probably mentioning I did a, a naturally fermented Tempranillo. It's, it's Cezolas' first natural wine, 100% unfined, unfiltered. But it's a single vineyard in Lodi. The area is called Clements, and the vineyard is called Potrero. So this is a, like a vineyard owned by Mexicanos, third generation. Gerardo Spinoza, shout out to Anaya Vineyards, Gerardo Spinoza. He grows the fruit. And so now this wine is a natural expression of that specific vineyard. And now I included it because it's gonna be like a small production. It'll be available to my wine club first, but I'm still getting people's idea of it, but it's pretty popular. Wow. Do I need to say anything? Fair enough. You guys guys can't see it, but I'm getting daggers over here in the eyes. So uh, it will be in in your home maybe before you even get home. I'm just saying, Chris always like gives me like first dibs of stuff. He's like, hey, I try, I just came out with this and it's good. And it's always good though. I've not ever had a bad wine that no, you No, I'm produce. excited because this is such a departure from what I do. I do big reds and then really, really fruit forward wines. This is a really like middle of the road, kind of like uh, 14% alcohol, natural, light oak, much more reserved, nuanced, kind of like a Lodi Pinot would be, although we don't do Pinot. So I'm excited, you know, to see what people think. Yes. 
Well, Chris, I'm excited that you're part of MAVA and I feel like, you know, we've become brother or sister through the last three years of our little journey. 100%, now my sister's getting big and getting married. <laughs> uh, it's amazing to see all of us grow and try because in 2020, when we all you know met online, it was a much different feeling and we're like, a ver qué pasa. And then seeing what you're doing with your thing and me you just trying it? to ride your coattails, I, I vamos. Whatever, <laughs> no, you are, you are blowing up and I am so happy for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. I appreciate the all support everywhere and it's exciting to find a lot of people that are just willing to try stuff where before Lodi, people might get a side eye. Now people are like, oh, I know Lodi, I, I dig it. Let me try what you got, you know, so. Yes, well, make sure you go visit Chris, saysoles.com. He doesn't have a tasting room yet. Yet, yeah. But he is all over South Orange County, San Diego. I'm gonna be helping him out with some things if you can't go to say in San yeah, Diego. Yeah, yeah, I wanna collaborate more out there. So thank you, of course. So, all right, Chris, you're amazing, you're awesome. Oh, thank you, everybody, adios. Sergio. Sergio Fernandez. Fernandez with Don Chalo. With Don Chalo Sellers. And are you the winemaker? Are you the CEO? Are you the I'm like the CEO, the of, CEO. The, yeah, of the company. So where does Don Chalo come from? Don Chalo is in memory of my dad, Don Rosalio Fernandez. And we called it Don Chalo because everybody used to call him Don Chalo, you know? And uh, we decided to like, hey, let's call it Don Chalo. Because it's like, a, you always need like a really nice uh, star, you know, a pillar to your company. Yes. That's the reason we called it Don Chalo. And then behind that is my three brothers, or my two brothers, myself, Chalo and Rosalio. Y Ernesto, yeah. So how long have you been part of MAVA? Almost two years, and yeah. And what has being part of MAVA meant to you? It means a lot. I mean, you get to meet a lot of people, awesome people, I mean, really nice events, exposure of your wines, you know, people get to know your wine, your story. Just love it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really nice, cool connection, you know, between the Hispanic people, you know? There's a lot of people now that are triggered and intrigued that wants to know the Mexican wines, you know? The Mexican culture, and they're, and they're very happy that we're coming forward, you know, that with different kind of wines, that we're here to, to just make a connection with everybody else. And, and to be honest, I, I really like the atmosphere and, and, and the people that come and visit, because it, it's just, really fun you know yeah. very fun and emotional connection with them you know they really love the wines the mexican that the, what we're producing yeah i tell people i said you know the interesting thing with and people don't think about it until you say it is like a lot of these wines you think of the palettes that so many of our people have on top of it and that's not really thought of in other realms right you don't go to kendall jackson they're not thinking of Latino palettes. They're not thinking of Latino foods. It's like, but there's just something with with the wines that you guys produce that you're also producing them not only with love, but you're producing them so you can have them with the passion, tamales you know? and enchiladas. Yeah. And nobody does that. Yeah, that's what guys. that's what we think of. You know, when whenever we make our wines, you know, just the passion and the the love that we put into it. And, and we're thinking about tacos, you know, how about we, <laughs> with mole, you know, how, how about, you know, with pozole and this and that, you know, I mean, like, like Hispanic food, you know? Yeah. And yes, everybody's very unique about their wines, you know, their style. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, you can go around 
you know, Mava Beaners and, and everybody's so different, you know? They told you their story and, and very unique, very unique. You know, I mean, now you're dealing with like the winemakers, the owners, you know, when you come, when it comes down to Mava, because everybody's here. I mean, we're a small uh, vineyard producers and you get to know them, you know, personally right now, you know? Yeah. We're not, we're not a big corporation, nothing like that. This is very personal, you know, very, very attached. You know, you, 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 you become very attached to the people that visit you and, and the ones that go to your booth and taste your wines. They give you compliments. Very lovable people, you know, and, and we, we know we put our heart and soul to, into it. So that's, that's why we enjoy, you know, just coming over here and, and, and spending time with all these people, amazing people. What wine did you bring today? We bring uh, five different ones. We have uh, about seven of them, you know, so we brought... You guys, uh, you, then you brought a lot of your Yes, wine. we did, we did. We wanted to uh, bring the whole brand, I mean, the whole library, but that would have been too many, you know? I mean, once you start making wine, you're like, oh, how about this? How will we make this, this one? Different, you know, but then you start, you know, narrowing it down and you're like, okay, how about we bring this, you know? But we got some reserves. We got some uh, Sinfandel, Cabernet. We got a Syrah from Lake County, Rosé. That's our only white one that we have, you know, close to white. But they're all amazing, you know, and, and and we put our, our our style into it, you know. That's that's the Fernandez brand right there. Yes. So how can people find you guys? So we're based in uh, San Lina, and we only do appointment only. So you gotta call. You can go on the website on chalosellers.com and find us there and and book online or or try our wines. You know, order them online. And uh, we have to tell you that who sent you. Uh, the wine and cheese sent them. Yeah, say so that cheese sent us, and you know what? If you you mention uh, that cheese sent you, then you get you know what? You get a 25% discount on your tasting and and in your purchase. All right, you heard it here. Yes. So make sure to go check out Don Charlo Sellers. Yes, thank you. And our next victim on the Wine and Cheese podcast for La Cosecha Grand Tasting 2023 is Luis Ernesto Fernandez with Don Charlo Wines. <laughs> so you victim, huh? <laughs> I talk, yeah. I talked to your brother already, so <laughs> well, there's another one. But I actually, you know, he was sharing why you guys named it Don Charlo. But what does being part of MAVA mean to you? I like MAVA. I think, uh, well, it's, it's a way to exposing, you know, our wines, but uh, camaraderie, friendship, it's a, good, it's a good place. What is your favorite thing about the whole, like, of what you're doing? Because you do this with your brothers. So what is, like, the, the good thing and the challenging thing about doing this business with your brothers? Well, so the good thing, I'll start with the good thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, for us to get together, like, like after work. I mean, we work and then we work. <laughs> but working with your brothers is it's an opportunity that, uh, that we get to spend some good time together. And we love it. We, so that's, that's the good thing, is seeing my brothers every day, pretty much, working with the wines. And What's the most challenging thing about working with your brothers? They're your brothers? <laughs> yeah, no, we, you know, we fight, but we don't fight that much. But uh, the most challenging would be, see, we all know how to make really good wine. And so, like, going with, well, 
it, I guess it is pretty challenging. It's like, no, we should do this. No, we should do this. But we always end up with the best thing to do for it between all three of us. It's kind of cool. I'm trying your Syrah right now, and it is. Is that so... amazing or what? Dude, this is probably the smoothest Syrah I've ever tasted. All our wines are so pretty good. Smooth. I kind of blame uh, extended maceration for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, we do. We have a, a, a period of time, like right after uh, fermentation. We have to protect the wine, but we add our own CO2 to it, but uh, we leave the skins with it for like as long as we can. Two or three weeks if possible, because you know the, the so the skins is like a layer of skins, right? right. That, that's where you get the color, that's where you get the acids and all that, the tannins. So we leave it for like a couple, three weeks after it's been fermented, because it's like a sponge. It, it releases a lot of tannins, but then he pulls them all back, all the really heavy ones, and so it makes it really smooth. Oh, very, very cool. Wow. But, but you really have to protect the wine then. Yes. Well, that's, I, that's a big part of it, I think. I told your brother that I'm gonna get with you guys so we can do a whole, so we can hear the whole story. Okay. So cool. I'm looking forward to that. Likewise. Thank you. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more wine and cheese mix. Alrighty, mi gente. I'm not gonna say my next victim is, my next guest is, because there's nothing painful about it. My next guest is... Daniela Bazan from Bazan Cellars. I was about to say, from Bazan Cellars. <laughs> Daniela, I was so close to going to your tasting room last weekend, but I went to the Mako opening. Ah, yes. Yes. So tell me what it means to Bazan Cellars to be part of Mava. It means a lot. Really, at the heart of it, it's about community and support and the chance to come together, to work with one another, to collaborate, and then to also work to give back to the community. And how long, because your parents are in, like, they're, I think I interviewed your mom before. So at the, it was the Aldamed LA meets Napa, right? So I remember, I remember. How does it feel like having this, wine brand that's not just you it's you and your parents and this, this whole family thing like how how does that feel to be able to work with your parents on something that gives people so much pleasure <laughs> it's a it's an incredible feeling and really it's all about creating something that we can share and that other people can enjoy and take pleasure in but that also want to know that history to have a part of that story right they want this this quest kind of for this knowledge right for this connection to community i think is so key especially when it comes to our wine to the other vintners that are part of mava though too and so when people seek out our wines or come and get to taste our wine for the very first time right it's about so much more than just what's in that individual bottle and for the family side of it right it's all about that legacy right and also being able to support you know, my father, his generation, and all the hard work that they put into the valley to creating this incredible place that people from all around the world want to come and see, it's, it's an amazing feeling. What's your favorite part about being part of this community? The community, really, to be honest. Like, meeting people and connecting people, like, with you, with other community members, being involved in organizations, going to the parties, of course. <laughs> but just really being able to enjoy and getting to meet people from all different backgrounds that have 
you know, essential kind of connection. Realizing I'm related to people at events that I didn't know I was related to before. It's an amazing feeling. How many wines did you guys bring today? We brought, I believe, four wines. We brought and sparkling. We brought our brand Ray, new. I will say, yes, it's so good. <laughs> we brought our 2021 Napa Valley Brut, which is a very new release for us. We actually debuted it at our grand opening of our new tasting room location in downtown Napa. Uh, we also brought with us a rosé of Pinot Noir, uh, Rama, which is our Cabernet Sauvignon blend with Cabernet Franc, and our 100% Mario Bazan Cabernet Sauvignon. I, I can attest that your new sparkling is delicious. That was the first wine I poured in my glass yes. to celebrate my new engagement. <laughs> and I'm told, though, I think it's the only sparkling wine that's here. So we ran out, but people are loving it. I think I had one more. I think there's one more. Mm, maybe. Hopefully. I haven't found okay. it yet. Yes. I'm so happy, like, of all the things you guys are doing. I can't wait to go to your tasting room. I mean, I know exactly where it is. Yep. And I can't wait to see like everything that best. And we need to get you and your mom and your dad on the podcast. Yes, definitely. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, please introduce yourself and the wine you're, you're here with representing your wine. My name is Rolando Herrera, and I'm the founder and owner of Misueño Winery. And I'm so excited because this is the first time I've actually tried Misueño wines today. And I see you guys all the time, but I never, like I see the wines all the time, but I have not had a chance to try it. What does it mean for you and your family to be a part of MAVA? It's very special, especially being the founder, president of MAVA. It means a lot to me. And everything that happened this evening and that I've seen is everything I dreamed about. When the governor of Michoacan invited me to the state fair and I informed him that there was more than just mi sueño vineyards in Napa Valley, I told him that there was like 20 of us back then, I'm talking 2010, and he ex and I asked him to please extend the invitation to the Feria de Michoacán in Morelia to all of us, and he did. And to be here today with 20 plus members is exactly what I dreamed about way back then. And thanks to those 10 uh, founding members, which probably about half of them are only here tonight, it's just, you know, a beautiful thing. And uh, I think the best is yet to come. I think you're right. And I love that not only are you guys supporting each other, but now you're supporting other Latinos and donating money to, for them to attend college and to study these different things. What does that mean in regards to seeing that, like, level up? Because not only are you guys supporting each other, mm -hmm. but you're supporting the community as a whole as well. Well, I think it's a great opportunity for all of us you know, pioneers, you know, the Mexican-American pioneers in the industry, it's an opportunity for us to be leaders, but also it's a responsibility. And it goes back to the principles, the foundation and the principles that we set, that we decided to uh, build this organization. Because we agreed back in 2010 that it was no longer an option. It was a responsibility that we had to unite ourselves and start an organization that represents our culture, our community, and to pave the road to future generations that want to be vintners and growers or winemakers in this industry. And I think that's exactly what we're doing. And that's what motivates us, motivates me to continue to do that, you know, to pave the road for future winemakers and vintners. 
That's really beautiful. How can people, I told you I was only going to do two, three minutes. How can people find Mi Sueño? People can find Mi Sueño at uh, just the um, internet, our website at www.misueñowinery.com. Uh, and we love to uh, welcome everyone who loves wine or who's interested in wine or who loves farming. And like I said, I like to say and send a message to all young new generations, but also to all of those people that are looking to uh, find their dream or their business or their success. I like to say, don't give up on your dreams. If you want to dream, dream big. It's free and the sky's the limit. And I am with Alvaro Camacho with Maco Wines, who we happen to go to there. You know, they say it's a soft opening, but it was a pretty hard opening last week. <laughs> it was, and we were uh, we we're happy to to extend that invite and to make it more eventful than uh, initially uh, anticipated for. It was a fun time. Yes. Well, congratulations on the tasting room opening. That's such a monumental feat. It is. I mean, we're very honored, privileged, uh, excited, really all of the above to be kind of like a Mexican-American vintner in downtown Napa. It's not a small feat, and uh, we hope that we can kind of provide what people are looking for for, for being what, what uh, the aforementioned. And I think people would look at you and go, what the hell? How old is this guy? He looks so young. I'm really not that young, but it's, it's the wine. Drink the wine. <laughs> Drink the right? wine, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody it's... thinks I'm my age. It preserves us. That's right. <laughs> so now, how does it feel being part of Mava and have, being part of the La Cosecha? So this is our second cosecha that we participate in, and it's a great experience. I mean, to see these people, this uh, space with with our people, it's, it's again, very... We're privileged and Mava is kind of leading that. So being part of it is really, really cool. And uh, we look forward to continuing this partnership with them. So what do you hope for yourself, for Mako, for Mava? Like, what do you, what do you see? What is your vision? Because I think everybody has a different vision, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, personally for Mako, we would like to be an example for a lot of folks that are kind of trying to make it up in a, in a world that doesn't always showcase people of our color so that people can look at us and be like, it is possible. We kind of want to see that, be that example. And as far as for Mava, Mava's helping us get there. We understand that we are stronger together and Mava is creating the platform for all of us to come together and network and provide this experience for so many people like we did uh, today in La Cosecha. And what? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He's providing all the wine for my wedding. Thank you. That is right. That is right. <laughs> We're going to ask uh, Mava to provide that, but yeah. <laughs> See, that's what happens. We would be honored to have your wine in our, in your, our wine in your wedding. Oh, thank you. You guys heard it. This is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a small wedding, right? <laughs> uh, the wedding, not the reception. 10, 10 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can work with something, yeah. And how can people find you guys? So you can find us through our website, which is www.macovineyards.com, our Instagram, which is Macovineyards, and uh, 
yeah, please do so. And we'd love to host you and let you know what we're about. And their tasting room is in downtown Napa. First and Main Street, so we're right in the thick of it. Yes, they are. And right next to them is Bassan Cellars. Which we're very privileged to be next to them. Uh, again, continuing on that theme of together is stronger. So uh, working with Bassan right next to us is, is, is really cool. Thank you. We're going to get you on the podcast to tell your full story. Please. Well, you know, I always talk to Lola, and I love talking to Lola, but we never talk, we never hear from you, Oscar, of Yama's Family Wines. Okay. How are you? Doing great. How so, are you? I'm good. I'm good. How did I do awesome. as MC? Uh, absolutely nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me back? <laughs> I'm going to get it on, on record right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... How you have you you've been part of Mava since you guys have been part of Mava since almost the start, right? Or from the start? No, no, we joined. Um, I can't remember the year. Lola says 2019. 2019? No, 2017. Oh, so, what has it meant for you guys to be part of? So, six years now. Okay, so what is it that wasn't meant for you guys to be part of Mava? It's been great, it's been a great adventure because of all the members that that are MAVA. These members, we've been friends for, we grew up together, for one. We finally came together as MAVA members after 20, 30 years of knowing each other. So it's been great. I will say, it's, I appreciate you guys so much because when I first started, and I gave you guys the shout out because I have to make sure I give you guys a shout out. Sure. Like along with Ondrama and Erencia del Valle and you guys, you guys were the first ones to embrace me into the fold. Sure. And that means a lot to me. I don't know if okay. I like if I conveyed that as much as it actually truly means. But going forward, like what do you want to see? Like you guys. How much does it mean that you guys, like the fundraisers like this, help give back to college students, students who want to go into other Latino students? Sure. Tonight, you guys made, made money for uh, Napa Valley College, and I forget the other one, but what does that mean to you being a part of something like that that's giving, not just raising awareness within the community, but giving back to the community as well? Yeah, so me as a, a farm worker, we never had that opportunity of, of getting any any help for education when I was growing up. So I think it's great that this is happening now, and they were, were able to support uh, for that cause. You know, as a, as a member of Maba. I don't want to forget that you guys are fully like a family production, from <laughs> like working the land to the winemaking to distribute. Like you guys are fully like a family-owned business in every sense of the word. Yeah. How does it feel to, like, that many places can say that? Like, even, what, is it your nephew who's in Colorado who helps? See, I remember these things. <laughs> oh, I yeah, you have a gr things. great memory, for sure. <laughs> My, now, fiancé would dis disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like not many places can say that. So does that put a different meaning in regards to everything that you guys do that literally from working the land to distribution to sales to everything is within the family? 
Yeah, it, again, it feels great to represent, you know, for, for us, for to represent our family name here in, in the Napa Valley. It absolutely, you know, hits the heart just because, you know, we our last name is uh, being recognized in the Napa Valley from farm workers to wine producers. And, you know, it just feels, feels great to, to do something like that. Well, you guys can find Yamas Family Wine at yamasfamilywine.com. You can also find them on the Wine and Cheese podcast wine directory. Go buy their wine. It is delicious. I've had several bottles of their wine over the last three years, and it's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. My name is Joel Lara from Ultimate Health Service. I'm here with my good friend, Juan. And, Hello. And because Juan's too chicken to talk by himself. Oh, no, he's not chicken at all. This guy is... You just uh, happened uh, to walk up and... Hold on, hold together. on. Am I reaching his back pocket right now? Hold on. Hold on. Here's his man card. Watch it. <laughs> so, so Juan and I have good history. I mean, I've had the honor of bringing Castulo de la Rocha, the CEO of Ultimate, to Napa many times. And one of the most memorable times that we shared in Napa was with Miriam and Juan. And um, it's a family business. The they're very generous. I do love you guys. And their generosity is more than just generosity. It comes from the heart. They're real. It's not because there's conveniencia. It has nothing to do with what am I going to get from it. He's been very true in that respect. But the most memorable time that we had was at the ranch. And our CEO had an opportunity to have some home-cooked meal, tortillas from hand, hecho a la mano, the best meal you can have is a homemade meal that's made from Costillitas de res. Oh, costillitas de res. Oh, my gosh. So I'm already hungry again. I'm just starving. Thinking about, okay, so <laughs> Castelo ends up going home with a bag of homemade tortillas. And, and, and then we got a, an incredible opportunity to see his dad, who is how old now? He's 75. Uh, he was working on a horse. And he was working on a horse. And, and, and we learned that the, the horse's pivot foot needs to stay in that one spot. The best horse for, will keep For turning. Yeah, for turning. So we learned a lot. We had a great time. Point this, the, when we come and hang out with the, the membership of MABA, these incredible people, they roll out the red carpet. And it's, it's genuine. So a strategic business partner, they help us, we help you guys. It's a lot more than that. It's a, a relationship that we value. Highly, we love we love all the members, and we have our favorites. I'm not saying which one or who or. No, or, I think I think it's a it's a great team because we all think alike. All the members think alike. We all know the sacrifices that all fa all of our families and all of our stories are very unique and very similar. So I think uh, that's why we we bond good with you also. Even in the, you don't have to make wine to be able to bond with us, right? We have similar stories. Being in this great country and being being able to make things happen it doesn't matter what you do us latinos know how to make things happen you know your military service served you well too i think you you're, I, I, you're a stand-up guy i, I, think I love so. that about you i say that every bottle has a story and these guys bring incredible stories we have to appreciate a glass of wine most people don't know the blood sweat and tears we see the glitz and the glam the glory but you know what there's so much behind the scenes tomorrow we might have rain it's gonna mess with the with the harvest, man. It's gonna mess it's with, gonna, the, yeah, with the crops. But you know what? I think it's still if, gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still gonna be so okay. So we'll see what happens. And that's it's the optimism. Be a great cosecha. Today was a great event. Uh, today was uh, this is a beautiful venue. 
I think uh, it's one of the, the events, uh, this is the 11th, but I think it's one of the ones that we will remember because we had such a great outcome of people show up today. And, I think uh, over 300 people showed up. Over 300. I think it was 320 tickets. So, so we need to get 600 people here. Yeah. We're going to promote the hell out of this event. Ultimate's going to continue supporting. We love we love everything. And thanks for all your help that you've done with your podcast. I think those are little details that sometimes we take for granted, but the help tremendously with events like this and, and, and promoting each and one of our businesses, you know? So thank you for doing that as well. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay. You'll see. Okay. So now I'm with the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> I'm with the hostess of the with the mostest, Monica of Aldina Vineyards, and this is the first. Remember, I remember you were talking about when you're building your tasting room, and now it's here, and now you're you guys are hosting La Cosecha. How does that feel? It feels amazing because I I really feel like we you and I have gone way back. We were doing virtual tastings during the pandemic. And then here we are in person, live. We have our venue. We have all these beautiful people, over 300 guests. I feel like Bacchus Landing feels alive. Our tasting room feels alive. All the wineries are amazing. So I'm really happy. I mean, I, I just feel like a proud parent. As you should. Yeah. This is, Monica, this is so amazing, seriously. This is such a cool spot. If you are, okay, so mi gente, please do not make the mistake that I made and fly into Sacramento. I'm so used to that. Yeah. Fly into Santa Rosa if you can. Yes. <laughs> There's a direct flight on Alaska from San Diego to Santa Rosa. Oh my God. On Alaska Airlines, but also right. to Los Angeles all of the places yeah. so yeah you have to just get with it yeah i know i'm just so used to like automatically going to sacramento didn't pay attention at all but you know that's my bad so i want to make sure my, my our community does not follow yes. my lead on that <laughs> i love that i love that so now we're almost about what half hour away from yeah from 2023 la cosecha being over what is the thing you're most proud of of having it here I mean, I'm most proud of the committee that came together to put this on, proud of our board members, all of the participants, but most of all, like, I don't know if anybody knows Maida from Jive Live, but she is amazing. I mean, what she was able to do and create and bring these beautiful Katrinas here and bring this place to life, I mean, she did that. And that is something that, you know, for me, I'm like, that's something I didn't have to do. And I'm just so proud of. And I hope that Mava comes back and I want it to be bigger and better than this year. It will be. Yeah. It will be. I'll be back. I'm, I just decided I was going to be the permanent MC. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> I literally told Francisco, isn't Jessica the best MC? And he's like, yeah. I think that's what she does for a living. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, she really is the MC. So, yeah. I like, you know, I just toot my own horn so then other people jump in. And then Francisco yeah. goes, did you know she got engaged? I'm like, yeah. So, felicidades. Thank you. Thank you. I yes. appreciate it. I'm so happy for you. I'm so Thank happy you. I finally got to see this space I had yes. heard of, 
since and pandemic. You know that there's a direct flight. I know that there's a direct flight. You can flight. stay with me, whatever. Just come back and yes. hang out and get to know the other wineries here at Bacchus Landing, too. Yes, thank you so much, Monica. Thank you. And last but definitely not least, we have the president of MAVA, Guillermo. How do you feel like this year's event went? I think it went really well. I think that uh, everybody came out in full force. I think that um, people love the story of the, the, the Mexican immigrant or the families of Mexican immigrants um, progressing in this business that we call the wine business. So I think uh, I saw a lot of new faces. I saw a lot of new people. I heard a lot of new stories. I think it was a success. I think it was, it was beautiful. It was, and I'm so happy I got to be a part of it. We were really happy that you came down. Yeah, you're wonderful. Oh, thank you. What do you... And congratulations, by the way. <laughs> thank you. It's so, it's, I'm still in a whirlwind. It still feels surreal. Where's the honeymoon going to be? I don't know. Have, Maybe have, the Napa Valley. Maybe. Yeah. I don't Hot know. air balloon ride. Ooh. Let us know. Okay, I will let us for know, sure. Let us know. What do you want to continue to see for Mava? I think that the, at the end of the day, what we need to continue to do is uh, support each other and uh, continue to support uh, the message, which is uh, Mexican-American wine winemaking efforts, uh, promote uh, the quality of the wine that we're making. At the end of the day, we're the folks that, that have built this industry from the ground up. You know, we're in the back. You don't see us. We're, we're wearing masks over our face in the fields. But at the end of the day, 98% of the, of the industry is a Mexican-American backbone. So what I want to see is I want to see more of them people building up the courage to come out and, and showcase their skills and showcase what they've learned, showcase their craft. And I think this is a beautiful platform for us to be able to empower those folks to come out and, and show the world what they, what they know how to do and, and what they do well. And uh, I'd like to see our association uh, our membership double uh, in the next two years, three years, I think. And I had a lot of conversations with people here of people, uh, you know, making wine for the first time. And I'm like, listen, it doesn't matter how much you make. What matters is that you're making it and that you can be part of our association. Um, and, you know, I think that's what I want to see. I want to see more participation from people in the industry that feel they don't have uh, the support and I want to tell them all that they do have the support, that we're here for them to help them in any way, shape, or form that we can so that they can make their own wine. I think what you guys are doing is so important, and thank you for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media, at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram, and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos!